Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. DJ Damage is a nigga in Paris today, so he's not here. <laughs> he is. He just he went there during the hottest uh, days that they've seen in, I don't know, like 100 years or I don't, ever. He's probably dying. I love Paris. I, I, I mean, this is where all the people are going to say, stop fucking name dropping. Well, look, hold on. Just picked it up because I'm about to drop it. So <laughs> every time I talk to Christian Louboutin, he says that there's a riot happening in Paris. Mm -hmm. They riot on the weekends. Did you know that they actually schedule rioting? How do you schedule being angry? Uh, I mean, I don't have a schedule to be angry. Well, yeah, I do. I don't, I don't know. It's Well, protesting is organized. Yeah, but you don't. Okay. You've you got to organize the people to know scheduling when. Scheduling a protest is different. They riot. On the weekends, they schedule a riot <laughs> like they're burning things. They're breaking down things. Compton ain't never been that organized. Shout out to the Crip organization. They actually reached out to us, by the way. Shout yeah. out to y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Some advertising. But anyway, before we get into the bullshit today, mm -hmm. uh, thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, make sure you're uh, streaming this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, and of course, watching us on YouTube. So damage is gone, but uh, the show will roll on mm -hmm. so before Gary Payton gets in here uh, who's our interview today mm -hmm. I have to tell you I have a new place that I refuse to talk to people where the airport mm -mm. if you see me in the airport you can speak to me you can wave from the uh, gate 43 if I'm at 44 the bathroom the bathroom at the airport <laughs> shout out shout out to that nigga with apparent high blood pressure at the LAX airport this morning I got off a plane mm -hmm. I went to go get some coffee mm-hmm I had to urinate, so mm. I left my bags with my friend. I went into the airport bathroom. He was coming out. Mm -hmm. He saw me, did a double take, went back in the bathroom, mm -hmm. fake peed next to me, which was which was awkward because as I walked in, he was coming from peeing, yeah. not washing his hands. Right. And then now he's fake peeing next to me. So now I'm like, in my mind, like, if this nigga grabs my dick, I'm really going to fucking fuck him up. <laughs> you know, he wasn't attractive. So... I just like I was I was a little offended. So I, I put my headphones on. I put my sunglasses on. This is exactly how I just looked at the LAX airport, like the fucking Unabomber minding my business. What does he do? He grabs my shoulder and says, hey, you're the guy. And I said, bro, we ain't doing this in the bathroom. And mm -hmm. I walked out. Mm -hmm. Apparently he was offended. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you be offended? If you're trying to take a shit and a bitch was under the stall trying to touch you, talk to you? Well, yes, I would. I think that there is an appropriate time and place for people to, uh, you know, indicate their admiration for you. The bathroom while you're taking a shit or a piss is not it. Yeah, it's just not appropriate. There's no, there's no hellos. And then on top of that, this is the worst part. Mm. I'm not a germaphobe. I really am not. But I saw you not wash your hands as you walked out from real peeing to yes. come back to fake piss to touch my shoulder <laughs> you nigga got, you got cooties and you came straight from there don't touch me actually i went home and i did change my <laughs> i did change my shirt that's the one thing i did do but yeah um don't talk to me in the bathrooms period i don't want no type of scandal where i was seen in the bathroom having a an elongated is that the right word conversation uh, i guess a lengthy you're, you're, you're is that what it means a lengthy conversation well i use the word right niggas are smart these days okay well yeah no the the bathroom's awkward you know i just it's always weird where people feel like you know mid you know your fork is right about to and there's like hey can i get a picture and they grab you it's like whoa like it's like celebrity like obsession is kind of like 
Where did common courtesy and manners go? Well, let's be clear. Like, where'd they go? I, I am not a celebrity. Save all that shit for Rihanna. I am just visible, just recognizable, recognizable somebody with high visibility. There, there was influence. There was a kid yesterday, so I now have this newfound hobby mm. of walking around and doing basic shit. Like what? <laughs> like walking through Times Square, just walking around. Oh my God, I get heart palpitations walking through fucking Times Square. Well, listen, it's fun now because these it. girls, they came up to me yesterday and they go, oh my God, you're, and I go, listen, before, I'm not Daddy Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the nigga from Wild Now. I get this all the time. She was like, man, I thought you was that messy nigga from Wild Now. I said, man, I've, I've heard that too. And then, oh my she, God, you stole my fucking line. No, and then as she goes to turn around, her friend looks back at me. I said, I am that messy nigga for a while now. But anyway, it was funny. But this nine-year-old stopped me and he said, hey, um, he goes, hey, man, I got to get a picture with you. I go, man, you know where I am? He goes, yeah, man, you that crazy dude on Wild and Out. It was so cute to see, like, a kid, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. that, like, that shit I could stop for all day. But all that groan in the bathroom, tugging on my arm, wanting to talk while I'm pissing and you fake peeing type shit, don't do that. Leave me alone. Okay, well, that... I, I, think, I think you get a pass on that one. If you were getting a pap smear and the doctor said, hey, aren't you... I'm trying to remember if that's actually happened. Really? Because um, that's a little beyond invasive if he's like tinkering around in your, um, uh, you know, under your hood. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. He just recognizes you from like. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why I like my, you know, gynecologists, either female or older white men. Like yeah. my gynecologist in New York, he was like 90. Okay. Mm. He did, so <laughs> it was it was all good. Anything? Yeah, but 90-year-olds get boners. He could have been... No, nah, he wasn't checking for me. Okay. Thank God. Well, I want to give a shout-out to Wendy Williams for bringing me back on her show. I mm -hmm. had a good time on Monday. I will say again, I still get nervous doing other people's shit. Uh-huh. And then with her, because it's Wendy, I'm just kind of like looking at her like, at any moment you could say something that would make me just burn some shit down, and then all of a sudden... You know, I can come back and get beat up because I can't afford all the security that I need at this mm. point. But we went up, to, uh, went up going to lunch at um, Fred's. Barney's. Barney's, uh, yeah, yeah. Fred's, Fred's is here. No, it's Fred's at Barney's. Oh, I thought you were talking about Fred Siegel. No, Barney's has a restaurant called Fred's. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> so, sorry. So we were there and, um, you know, we started the lunch by saying private time is private time. So I'm not going to go into everything that we said, but we had a three hour, three and a half hour lunch. And I will just tell you, Wendy fucking Williams, the TV Wendy is cool. The radio Wendy from back in the day is cool. But Wendy Williams in private is everything. So shout out to her. Awesome. I love Wendy. Uh, she says she said hello. I told you that. Yeah, I've done her show a few times. All right. So um, there's just really two. Well, I guess three hot topics I want to get into if we can, because I've been gone from the show. I know you have been. You've been traipsing all over the motherfucking place. Well, I've just been in New York wrapping up some shit that mm -hmm. you all will know about fairly soon. Yeah, I'm excited about that. but can't talk about it yet. So first, I want to talk about Jermaine Dupri. Yeah. Let me first start by saying this. I do not hate you, Jermaine Dupri. Don't anybody send him this link and say Jason Lee was saying he hated you. I don't hate Jermaine Dupri is somewhat of an icon in music. Mm -hmm. He's done a lot of great things, uh, you know, back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, my nigga, you have to stop tripping off of this female rap shit. I think at this point, there's a whole new troll culture online where the only way people get talked about once they've gone to the pasture is to troll. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, I'm not saying Jermaine Dupri's in the pasture, but he's definitely outside bailing hay. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like at this point. Make the Stallion. First of all, let's go back to female rap. Queen right. Latifah, you, you've been around the hip hop industry for a while. Long time. Mm -hmm. What was your take on the, what's your take on the uh, evolution of 
female rap in the, in hip hop? Um, you know, Queen Latifah, MC Light. You know, there was categories of you know female rap stars, and you know there was there was always there's always the notion that in order for a woman to become successful in the music industry, whether it is she's singing or whether she's rapping, you've got to push the sexual envelope. You know, so for every Queen Latifah and MC Light. You would have uh, Little Kim or Foxy Brown. Um, could it De- Dina Howard somehow? No, I'd she wasn't rap. No, not really. But she's still kind of. Eh. No, not um, um, You know, so it's like it's kind of like a choice that you're kind of faced with, you know. But some people just kind of like that's just who I am, and that's the that's that's basically the you know, the image that I want to promote, and I'm comfortable with it. Um, so it's nothing new. Like Meg The Stallion, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, like they are the new school of what all what's already happened. They have not reinvented the wheel. You know, they're just like the 2.0 version of what we've already come to understand is a part of being a female in hip hop. Jermaine Dupree, I can't understand his commentary. I don't get it. It does sound like trolling. When was the last time we talked about Jermaine Dupree on the show? Um, never. There you go. So I think that, like, go back to the Queen Latifah area. Mm-hmm. Queen Latifah, mm-hmm. the brat, mm-hmm. Lady of Rage, MC Light, um, uh, Moni Love, mm-hmm. um, Yo-Yo. Mm-hmm. Those women in that era didn't sexualize music. They didn't. They weren't objectified as sex symbols, and they, that wasn't their thing. It was all about lyrics, right? Real yeah. hip-hop. Yeah. Fast forward. Spin, you, salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lil' Kim and Foxy Brown came later. Mm-hmm. And when they came, that was a new sound in music. I think it was Lil' Kim who was first. And then mm-hmm. Foxy became the competitor and it became the Foxy versus Kim thing. And they sexualized music. No, but no, you also had rappers like Roxanne Shante. She, she was not sexy at all. She There was no, okay. no sex well, well, about her. Hold on one second. That is your opinion. But she was... She was not talking about suck, sucking dick and eating her pussy and all that. Uh, no, things have graduated. People have pushed the envelopes as, oh. envelope as far as lyrics have gone. You know, lyr- lyrical content is gone. So earlier in the days, it was you know they would do they would make sexual innuendos and they would be very tongue in cheek, but it wouldn't be blatant like you know what I'm Fox what, what I'm getting at mm. is that Queen Latifah has never once, and I've known this girl for 26 years. She ain't never once said. I'm going to slide down the pole, suck a dick, eat my pussy, or nothing like that. No. In fact, her Grammy, her only Grammy, and she's done a lot of good shit, has been for you and ITY socking a little naked walking down the street trying mm-hmm. to grab her butt. Mm-hmm. She didn't even say grab. She didn't say grab my ass, huh? Grab my... Whatever. The- my, wait, wait. My point is, is that Little Kim and Foxy Brown in that era of hip-hop were the raunchier, now what is normal, new age, what he's now calling strap rap, or stri- stripper strip rap, rap. Mm-hmm. strap in. Um, I just think this this reminds me of a question they asked at this Revolt Summit the other day in Brooklyn. You know, the new age. The dinosaur does not want to let go of mm-hmm. the reins to the game. These new kids, if you don't know Lil Pump, and no, it's not a nigga that was born at the gas station, if you don't know Lil Pump and you don't know Meg Thee Stallion and you ain't with that wave and you start talking shit about it, mm-hmm. nigga, you're old now. That is the problem. And one more thing. Female rappers should stop talking about their pussies when niggas stop talking about their pussies. How about that? Mm, How many years have rappers been talking about fucking bitches and this and that and selling drugs and shooting niggas? Stop talking about that. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about selling drugs. Don't talk about the stuff you're used to if women can't do it. Right. And I'm sure these girls are probably making more money than some of these niggas too. It's entirely possible. I mean, I can't turn around without hearing about Meg the Stallion right now, who I'm a very big fan of love her i just saw her 
performing the other day in neon. It was like on some video and I was just like, what the fuck are your knees made out of? Like, <laughs> I can't do it. Well, God bless make the stallion's <laughs> knees. I mean, and I can't look at a chart without seeing Cardi on it. The point, you know, True. I, I just wish that if everybody out there hating on people would find business of their own and be successful at that, mm -hmm. we would live in a better place. Right. I just don't know. I think at this point it's trolling. Shout out to all the gay rappers. So Vic Mensa, well, Vic Mensa's not gay, but he's wearing a dress, lipstick, and he's doing some extra shit in the video. I don't know. He says he's not gay today. I, I don't know if he's gay. He Maybe he's not. Mm -hmm. Last time I saw him, he was all up on Justine Sky. I don't know if people knew that. Um, and then there's, uh, who's the other gay nigga? Um, <laughs> Tyler, the creator. He mm -hmm. had talked about, you know, him and Jaden Smith were apparently fucking. I don't know if that's real, but that's what he I said. I know, Ty but Tyler himself is a troll. You know what I'm saying? He prides himself on it. So it's hard to take anything that Tyler, the creator, says seriously. He's really uh, eccentric. So thank you for saying that. There's a new term I'm coming out with, troll gay. Mm -hmm. So there's troll gay. So Lil Nas X is a troll gay. Jane Smith is a troll gay. And Tyler, the creator, has now created troll gay. Mm -hmm. Because they're not really gay. They just troll. So we talk about them like right now. When was the last time we talked about Tyler, the creator? Um, I don't remember. I have a head injury, so I don't fucking remember. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't fucking remember. Well, I've had a head injury and ain't the one you had. And I'm, I can tell you, that didn't help me remember it either. Mm. Nobody's talking about these people. So now, since it's so cool to be gay. Mm-hmm. They're all troll gays. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the community. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, yeah. Okay, so anyway, I just wanted to shout out the LGBTQ <laughs> troll community. <laughs> all right, what was the other hot topic we wanted to talk ASAP about? ASAP Rocky. So Trump has basically said, you know, he's been using his favorite method of communication, Twitter, to talk about how he's disappointed in the prime minister of Sweden for not, you know, letting ASAP Rocky go, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And... All this shit is happening. Here's the problem. A, there's nothing that Trump can do. There's nothing the prime minister can do. It, it, Trump, he's staying in jail until his trial. They have charged him with assault. Go get your man. I, I'm going to need you to go sit somewhere, okay? Um, not, in a, not in a Swedish prison. He I know is, that. Well, he's going to be staying in a Swedish prison because the Swedish system has no system of bail. So he's there. And um, also, it's unconstitutional for the prime minister to get involved in an active case. So he's going to be there until this trial concludes. Here's what should happen. Barack and Michelle should go on a vacation to Sweden. And break him out? Nope. Just walk by the <laughs> prison. I guarantee you they will let him out to right. send a message to the Cheeto in charge. I personally think Obama has the power to get him out. I watched Michelle Obama uh, speak at the Essence Festival online. I watched it on YouTube. I think she's probably one of the, if not the most inspiring woman that I've seen in the last decade. And I would say even, I'm going a little further to say even more than Oprah. Because I don't even, let me tell you why. Michelle seems more relatable. She mm -hmm. seems like your cousin, your auntie. Aunt. She's just like the runaway girl, mm -hmm. but then she'll slide in some shit that make you realize she's powerful as fuck, right? She was, a census, uh, you know, just came out. She was voted the most admired woman in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, I was watching this. But anyway, I think the Obamas can get him out. And I just, I wish ASAP the best. Uh, ASAP Ferg had given us an update and said that they had talked and that um, ASAP Rocky was in good spirits. And mm -hmm. he doesn't want to play the race card. So there's that. All right. One last thing. One last thing before we get to uh, our guest, mm -hmm. Nicole Murphy. Mm -hmm. Now, I know Nicole Murphy. Nicole, first, let me just preface this with I just saw her a couple weeks ago. She's extremely beautiful. We all know we've seen the pictures mm -hmm. recently in Italy. She's extremely fit. 
Um, Lisa Ray is out here taking shots and she's not holding any prisoners uh, when it comes to Nicole Murphy. But for those of you that have been living under a rock, Nicole Murphy, Eddie Murphy's ex-wife, has apparently been having family time with Antoine Fuqua, a married man who's married to Lila Rashawn, who's sunshine from Waiting to Exhale. Google those pictures if you don't know, Mm because... Different no, per- Sunshine from Harlem Nights. She was Robin in Waiting to Exhale. I'm sorry. I'm Google her from Waiting to Exhale. Google her now. She's a different woman. So she's getting beat up online. And basically people I are am. saying that it's her fault that Nicole allegedly kissed in a family way. <laughs> <laughs> Antoine Fuqua. Um, and they're blaming Leela Rashawn for uh, for it, which is because they're saying she's overweight, which I think is kind of fucked up. So what do you think about it's, that? It's... First of all, it has it has been unbelievable. It's been like a fucking tsunami. It's like one thing after the other after the other. And so just in regards to Layla, I feel really terrible about the fact that people are making a case for why her husband would step out on her because of what she looks like currently. Not addressing the fact that, you know, apparently she's carried two very difficult pregnancies and allegedly has lupus and takes medication for it, steroids, which leads to, you know, like just blowing up a little bit. So one thing has nothing to do with the other. You know, one thing has, it has nothing to do with the other. And I feel my sympathy goes out to her, honestly. Like I just, I think that it's really unfair that She's being attacked in this when she's the only victim. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you have? You called Nicole? I don't have Nicole's phone number. Hold on, let me give it to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, what do she's you? She's th- probably so, not answering right now. She's probably so, changed so her number. Think, what do you think about Nicole? Nicole hasn't really had a lot of public dirt on her name. I mean, people know she dates young, younger, which isn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I look. While you think about that, has anybody thought this is Hollywood? Maybe they have an arrangement. Maybe they have a situation where they have an open relationship. Maybe they were there and it's she, not she, really looking. Maybe, maybe Eddie told her the check wasn't going to come, and she fell in his arms, and all of a sudden he was comforting her, and that camera caught the wrong angle. I'm you just really funny. I'm just trying to <laughs> offer. I'm just thinking like Amber Rose. Why are we attacking the other woman? Is her obligation to Leila, Layla? Or is it Antoine's? Well, if you're claiming to be a family friend and, you know, everybody's speculating as to if they really are family friends. But if you're a family friend who's sitting in the living room, then you know the state, the status of their union. You personally know that. So then to be on a trip far away on some random island and you guys bumped into each other. But maybe the boat ran out of gas and they had to dock somewhere. Maybe it did. Okay, so whose side are you on? Are you on Leela's side or are you on Nicole's side? I just don't, I think... Can't play the middle, gotta take a side. No, I'm not playing the middle. I think that what's fucked up is the fact that Leela's getting all this heat about what she physically looks like and I'm just like, this is a woman that was in a 20 year marriage and she, and it's not for us to decide as to whether, why she stayed in a marriage where he's, you know, stepped out on her. It's not for us to decide, you know, and, and condemn her for the decisions that she's made. She has children, you know, and who, that's why I never got married because I needed to have a husband in order to have children. Or that's why I should say I never had children because I needed a husband. I want that union. I want that nuclear family. But so it's nigg- important to people. The niggas ain't being faithful though. That's just not happening. Well, you know, there's also that lifestyle that people, you know, you, you if, unless you're in it, you cannot judge. That lifestyle is like as addictive as as fucking any drug on the planet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, red ropes being open, red carpets, access to everything and anything in the world, never really hearing the word no, mansions in Bel Air. Come on. So Melissa's not taking a position. Let me take a position. Nicole was fucking out of pocket. 
and the nigga Antoine Fuqua, Fuqua what's his name? Fuqua. That nigga was out of pocket too. Well, here's the other reason why it seems like Nicole's being attacked is because she won't. It's because she won't shut up. No, but it ain't. She even, keeps. It, she it, keeps it, making it, statements it, that contradict it, number one and number two. He hasn't said anything. It ain't even that. It don't matter. She's a woman. That's why she's getting attacked. Because mm-hmm. women get attacked. That's right. why. When niggas sitting up there like, man, I got my dick sucked. I am back home with my bitch. Y'all can say whatever you want. And Nicole is back there with some football player. She ain't thinking about shit. He ain't thinking about shit. My thing is, this is why I feel like again. I get attacked all the time because I live in my truth. Y'all can say whatever you want to say about me. All my shit is out there. Ain't mm-hmm. no secrets. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem with, I think, what I do. You know, celebrities get mad when we talk about what you're doing. You out doing fuck shit. Mm-hmm. If your wife does have lupus and she's sitting at home waiting to exhale, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely, no, she's waiting to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you now brought public shame. The girls deleted her Instagram. Nicole Murphy somewhere with her. She de- Shout out to Nicole. Nicole Murphy does have an exercise app. I'm sure that shit is on fire. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go on with their lives. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Black Hollywood, there's a lot of whispering. Loretta Devine. I mean, y'all got, y'all have to remember, this girl's beloved by everybody. Leela. Leela's beloved by uh, Denzel Washington and his wife. Let She's, me break down what that circle looks like, what her girlfriend circle looks like. Cookie Johnson, Magic's wife. She been cheated on. Pauletta Washington, Denzel's wife. Sanaa Lathan, he cheated uh, on her too. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, Angela Bassett, um, uh, Vivica Fox, um, oh God, uh, Holly Robinson, Pete, um, Tina Lawson, Tina, Tina Knowles. Um, no, she's married. She don't give her that other, that nigga cheated on her. You're right. Tina. So look at the circle that she's around of very, very powerful women who know exactly what it feels like to be publicly shamed by indiscretion. I, do you you think Nicole Murphy's going to be able to survive it? You know what's interesting is people regard her beauty. They hold her beauty in such high regard. You ain't ain't taking no side. No, I'm no. I'm stating fact. People hold her beauty in such high regard that people will have very short term memories about that. That's what I think. Like Mm. that's just what I think. So the prettier you are, the more you can get away with. Fuck yeah. That's some shit. Well, shout out to you, Nicole. Eh, Not for everybody. Well, I'm sure I'll see you at Four Seasons and we'll talk about it. Mm. I would love Nicole to come on the show. Mm. She ain't coming. All right, Melissa Ford, do you know what time it is? It's time for another Hollywood hookup. Okay, so listen, I know we out here in these streets. Sometimes we just hop right off a plane like today. Mm -hmm. I had to just change my shirt, but before I left the house, I had to spray some Versace. Mm -hmm. Do people ever come to you and say, hey, do you smell good? good?" They say it all the time. Do they really? Yeah. What part of you do they smell? Neck, arms, hands? As close as they can get without (laughs) me tasing them. Oh, my God. (laughs) So do they ever ask you what you're wearing? Uh, They do, but I, I don't really like to come up off my secrets. (laughs) Okay, well, listen, I've been trying to ball on a budget, so I had to cut my spending down when it came to extracurricular things like perfume and cologne. Okay. Perfume that I give to women and cologne that I give to myself. I never got no perfume from you. Well, you've got a lot of happiness. Okay, Okay. I'll take that. So now that I'm saving money, I had to subscribe to Simbird. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows I've talked about Simbird in the past. It's been a while, but I'm subscribed to Simbird, and recently they've sent me all this new... Versace cologne that I get at a very cheap price. And it's good for traveling because it's travel size colognes. That's why I like it. And Damage, who's in Paris, he's probably taken everything that Scentbird's ever given him. So the three colognes that I've tried from Scentbird are mm-hmm. Tom Ford, mm-hmm. Gucci, mm-hmm. and what I got on today, Versace. Mm-hmm. 
here's a couple points about Scentbird that I just want to get out real quick. Just mm-hmm. so for those of you listening, thinking about subscribing to the service, it's a luxury fragrance subscription service. So mm-hmm. every 30 days you get a new batch of cologne mm-hmm. or perfume. That's awesome. Okay. And so there's over more than 450 designer brands. Like I said, I have Gucci, Tom Ford, and Versace. Mm-hmm. And you get to choose the perfume or cologne that you want to try and they'll send you a 30 day supply of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. I just got one like last week. For all of you out there, just cut straight to the chase. Here's mm-hmm. how you can get it right now. With an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 50% off of your first month right now. All you got to do is go to scentbird.com unlocked, and that's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Mm-hmm. So again, that's S-C-E-N-T-B-I-R-D dot com slash unlocked. For you to try your first perfumer cologne for just $7.50. Sign up and smell amazing. And that is your Hollywood hookup. Ooh. Okay, so we're just going to start the show. Gary Payton is in the <laughs> fucking building. <laughs> okay, so so Kelvin has provided us with this whole thesaurus of notes on you. Um, yeah. But the one thing that jumps out is that you're from Oakland, so I already know the type of person I'm talking to. For yeah. sure. Oakland yeah. don't play. Oakland, you will get fucked up in Oakland. Yeah, I mean, you all are from the Bay. Most Stockton's not necessarily the Bay, but they kind of lump it? us together now because they didn't came and took over Stockton. Okay. No, Stockton is a little, 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 little bitty Oakland now. Yeah. All of them, all of them everybody moving from <laughs> Oakland up in there, Stockton, so they're trying to be a killer city a little bit. Oh, it's really just rough. It's a little bit. It's rough. Because the rough. housing market so was cheaper in Stockton, but yeah. it's just right over the hill. Right. Yeah, Modesto, Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's where everybody moving out of Oakland going to. Ah. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm gonna tell you, I used to party, but this is back in the day. Jeffries, do you remember Jeffries? Yeah, that was my spot you know what i'm saying you can get a lot of whoop whoops out of there you know it's all good so uh okay so you all know each other you have a long history yeah we met in um vegas we were doing it was a celebrity poker tournament do you remember do you remember whose it was whose Mm-mm. event I don't it was remember. yeah yeah that was that was a lot of fun but doing those celebrity poker tournaments and like uh charity events and shit like that they were always a lot of fun it wasn't because Michael Jordan used to have a lot of, well, he had golf right he still does he still, he had a golf tournament in Vegas mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and then he had all that things he do, he, he still does a lot of things I just came back from one of his little things in North Carolina the other, week, the other day so he, he does a lot still okay so Floyd was Floyd Mayweather was explaining to me how basketball has changed and I'm gonna try to I don't I don't watch a lot of soft sports. shit yeah. Yes. Oh, it's mad. So, so wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Yeah. He he basically was saying in the in the era where where you played, you know, where Jordan played, um, and, and he wasn't. I don't know that he was trying to say. He was basically saying you guys played real basketball. It was like there was a lot more. It was very physical, aggressive, and yeah. physical than it is now. Now it feels like it's fucking everybody's high flopping all over the fucking well, place. The eighties started that shit off. Mm-hmm. So you know you got Magic and Bird and all of them. They was doing it with the Mahorns and, and the, um, the Detroit Pistons and the Knicks. You know with uh, Oakley and them. They started that shit in the eighties. And then all of a sudden we came in the '90s and we had better we had better basketball players because you can have at every position the one, the two, the three, and the four was hella strong. So we can fight, knock everybody upside the head, be physical and everything. <laughs> we don't have to play this PlayStation shit where you shoot threes and everybody be on the, you know, ha ha ha, you know, ooh ooh ooh, you know what I'm saying? And go through your legs, bring it back, and all that ooh ah shit. We was trying to go at you. And then plus we didn't have the AAU. Mm-hmm. The AU is fucking up all basketball mm-hmm. because what y'all do is is y'all be friends. Mm-hmm. Y'all friends until y'all like 13, 14 years old. And then when by the time y'all come to go to the pros, y'all already done said, okay, you know I'm going to be big time. You're going to be big time. By the time my contract get up in the in the league, we're going to play together. So it's more of a collaborative sport and that's, not a competitive sport. That's what it sport. is. That's what it is. And then during our day, we had to get drafted with each other. So when I played Michael Jordan in 96 and he beat me, 
it wasn't no hell it wasn't no way in the motherfucking hell that I was gonna go and collaborate with him I was a free agent in the same year mm -hmm. and I went right back to Seattle mm -hmm. I am not going to play with Michael Jordan that ain't gonna work for me you know what I'm saying you just whooped my ass so why I'm gonna team up with you now I wanna get back at so you so it's more personal it's personal and then we don't Every day we don't come out in the summers. We don't go boating, banana boating together. We don't do all that <laughs> and shit. Man. I, so I just went to the summer league game in Vegas, mm -hmm. and it was just like that. I mean, I didn't even know everybody was there. Y'all don't even seem like rivals. It's like a big country club of players, and then yeah. they had the strip clubs together. Like they had uh, LeBron, Tristan, all these different people from all these different teams were like hanging out together. So mm -hmm. I mean, is the that what is that? Rivalry was rivalry back in your day. That's just because, like I said, they're more friends now, man. They they all want to be homeboys and hang out. You know what I'm saying? They want to work out with each other. During my day, man, I ain't working out with John Stockton. I ain't working out with Reggie Miller. I don't care about y'all. You know what I'm saying? When I get into the season, I want to bust your ass. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to be the number one point guard in the, in the, in the um, NBA. You trying to be the number one point guard. It ain't gonna work for both of us. Mm -hmm. Because if you get 180 million dollars, you ain't gonna give me. You ain't gonna give me 90. Nothing. You ain't give me shit. So yeah. I'm wanting 109. I wanted 180. So and I ain't give you nothing either. You know Why you saying? sound like an Oakland nigga from MacArthur? <laughs> <laughs> because shit, I grew up on High Street. Shit. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I'm I'm on that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no friend, dude. Man, you know. I'm saying if I get my but don't paper. you feel like the fans deserve that though because mm -hmm. I, I just got I yeah did, they do I just did Mike Tyson's podcast and I was saying to him I remember the era watching you mm -hmm. play watching Jordan and and mm -hmm. just watching the game of basketball mm -hmm. then watching Tyson go and fight mm -hmm. he, whether he beat you up on the street or in the ring it was like it was exciting mm -hmm. now it's just like I ain't about to watch the, I have zero interest I will have a floor seat at the Lakers game just to get free drinks yeah. I don't even care <laughs> same, who the fuck is playing same the only reason why I was even interested in this season is because the Raptors actually made it to the finals and took it all away I, I'm sorry I was, I'm still surprised oh you're a Canadian huh? I am still Canadian you, you happy about that today <laughs> what the, about the championship yeah okay for sure. you, you know, that's about the only one and the last one y'all gonna get to <laughs> well, that shit is it's, over you are entire you might be right but here's over. the thing because i was getting really tired of watching you know uh um what's their name golden state just like oh they won again oh they won again not again nothing against the bay but w there is no excitement there's no intrigue there's no like surprise element left to the game you know what i'm saying like I enjoyed watching basketball when you all were on the court because, I mean, the brawls that you guys would get into, you knew you didn't like that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Melissa was... trying to say that, but she liked them short-ass shorts we had on, too. <laughs> <laughs> she liked that, too, though. I mean, But, no, yeah. you, you're right. I mean, but Golden State, when, when Durant went there, it was just a little bit different. You know, you had, you had superstars that was already there. Golden State was a little different. They drafted everybody into their thing, and then Durant took them over the top. Mm -hmm. You had to dethrone them. And then when, when they got hurt and then a lot of stuff started going down, they dethroned. Now they're going to be on a rebuilding side. And now what the NBA is trying to do is, is they try to have one two superstars on each team mm -hmm. to equal out everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening now in the NBA. Everybody has a, a superstar to play So it's with. more of, is it more of like a marketing thing now? That's what it is. Mm -hmm. this, the NBA is more marketing now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you're seeing these big contracts. Guys signing for four, four years, $190 million. Crazy. Mm -hmm. They signed for crazy money, man. So they got to get their paper back. And it's going to be like this. It's going to be overseas. We, they getting big and overseas because I still work for the NBA. Mm -hmm. It is, it's cool. You know, I don't. I might not. Wait, like what's big it. overseas? Like merch and stuff or licensing? Everything. All that. everything. Okay. That's why we having games over there. You know, mm -hmm. I'm about to go into China to do a game over there. And so it's October. NBA all over the world. All over the world. Okay, so when we see these contracts like uh, Kawhi, right? Mm -hmm. He just got what 140 or 100 something crazy. Mm -hmm. he, he he put it down. He got 103 now. 
okay, for three years. Well, that's a fucking lot of money. That's a lot of money. So when we see those big numbers, the NBA is really caking up, though, outside of the U.S. Well, come on now. The, the, the TV deal was worth almost five or six billion dollars. Damn. So well, there we go. And y'all got to think about it. The NBA owners, this is ain't this ain't where they where they became billionaires from. They they ain't billionaires from owning a basketball mm-hmm. team. They bought a basketball team. Right. That's what it was. You right. know what I'm saying? It's just like with Bomber. Mm-hmm. Bomber was with Microsoft, man. That man worth almost thirty six billion dollars. Oh, man. Uh, from the Clippers. The Clippers. I, I went to a you know? I went to a panel he was speaking at, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I was in college, and my doormate knocked on my door and asked me to work with him. And I was like, fuck it. And it was Bill Gates. It was Bill, Bill Gates. Gates. Yeah. So Bill he caked up, and then you know, well, you know, they was with us in Seattle. They all. Oh, oh, that's where it's from. Yeah, 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 that's where they all be. You know, when I was a youngster just getting in the league, they always on the sideline for us. Bomber, uh, uh, Paul Allen, uh, Gates, Damn. all of them was right there. They was all sitting there watching watching me play basketball, mm-hmm. and then they just adventured out, you know, mm-hmm. and start buying buying teams and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that's what it was. But you know, these dudes, man, they don't make money like that. They, they make money from what they do. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So money is going to be like, big. Like yeah. That. So uh, speaking of Kawhi, like he's creating a really interesting legacy of jumping from team to team, you know, that, like that are winning championships. Like, do you think that, you know, that's the new wave? Like, do you, do you think that he's doing smart business? All of them have to do smart business. It's just like when LeBron came here. Mm-hmm. LeBron didn't just come here to play basketball. Mm-hmm. LeBron doing what he got to do. He's he making space jams right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? His money is all around his work, mm-hmm. around the city right TV, now. TV, everything. everything. He's doing everything. All the Showtime stuff and all like that. He made a he made a point to make it where when he get out of basketball, he going to be straight. Yep. You right. know what I'm saying? And he going to be somewhere where his kids can be cool. It's a good weather out here. They're having a fast life. They're going to get more businesses, more more things going on. And then his crew, you know, his mm-hmm. crew, Rich Paul, who owns the owns the agency. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Maverick, who who was running a lot of his stuff. So these guys are, are making business moves. Yeah. And, and I like that. See, in our era, if we would have took our dudes and made the same business move, it would have been cool. But we paved the way for them. Mm-hmm. It, seemed like you guys, it, it seemed like you guys were more interested in building, you know, building a team mm-hmm. rather than just being kind of self-contained which is the new wave of what the players are doing now. Well, that's that's what they're doing. You know, they're 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 more of let's sign a two or three year deal. Mm-hmm. Let's make our mark here, see what we can do. Let's let's control some and then if it's not, let's bounce. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Kawhi did it a little different. He was with San Antonio, and then he got hurt, and then they messed it up. Mm-hmm. And then he got traded to um, Toronto. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to go to Toronto anyway. But he was. how long mean? was he in Toronto? One year? One year, that's it. He was. He wanted to come home anyway. You know, he Damn, wanted but to you come win the championship, anyway. don't – I mean, wouldn't you want to stay and try again? But that's not their mentality now. He wanted to be at home. Yeah. He wants to be here where he's from and play mm-hmm. for this team. It's just like what, what KD did. People don't understand. KD grew up watching the Knicks in, in New York basketball. Mm-hmm. He wanted to play there before he ended his career. Mm-hmm. So that's where he wanted to go. You know, But what's happening is, is they're controlling that. They can control these owners. It's just like what Kawhi did. Kawhi told the, the, the Clippers, I want to play with this guy right here, Paul George. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. <laughs> and they did. Got him, made it happen, and he signed with him. So here's where I'm confused. Speaking of KD, now, I remember back in the day in the NBA, everybody seemed very, like, well manicured and put together. I mean, every you were fly. Everybody was, like, mm-hmm. had hair. What the fuck, KD's hair? <laughs> is, there not a, is, is there not an NBA regulation that says, like, nigga, cut it off or put a cap on or fucking. They got new. He's not flipping fucking burgers, they have of hair, imp, they, like permanent cemented wigs now. For, niggas can get that. Like seriously. Well, uh, tell me who you think got that. 
<laughs> so since we gonna front it out, let's let's see who you think. Well, got well, it. I'll put this out there. What's so that? Matt Burns called me one day and said, "Hey man, Katie wants to get hooked up with April Jones. Didn't know she was getting banged out by Fizz. But oh anyway, oh my God, Jason. wow, yeah, wow. <laughs> but uh, shout out to them. But no, I mean, I was like, yo, like he's, I'm a shout out to him too. Good, good job. <laughs> yes, all right. I mean, Katie can slide in her DMs. He doesn't need me, you know. But um, what he does need is uh, there is this barber named Mickey. She does make wigs for men. Mm-hmm. Is it has it just changed now? Where like there's less, they don't really care anymore. Like what you do? Fuck that. Just do ball head man and be on with that shit, man. <laughs> All that bullshit, man. All I got, I gotta go to the thing and see if it's tapering and it's black around here, man. Go on, man. Just get a ball head to be sexy ball head, man. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Okay, Gary. Listen, <laughs> let me ask you something. Yeah. Um, young bucks, they 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 walk around. And they're they're. A little arrogant, you know, and a lot of them like you're arguably one of like the best point guards that ever played the game. But a lot of them kind of talk a lot of shit, like they can take you guys on all, <laughs> you know. If they matched up against you in your day, you know, the Gary Paytons, Dennis Rodmans in the '90s, tore they- their ass up, <laughs> tore their fucking ass up, and they know that. I would have had a pleasure whooping them niggas' ass. Mm. But these they forget. I was 21, too. Mm-hmm. And they, they think that they were more talented than me in 21. That's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I probably was hella good. And matter of fact, I was hella, hella good. He's from Oakland. You know what I'm saying? Hella, I was hella, hella good. That's why they put HOF behind my motherfucking name. So, you know what I'm saying? So I ain't even really tripping off them, man. They can think what they want to think. But we ain't not. We ain't got no time. We ain't got no time capsule. Or none of that shit. But what is this new era of like trying to disrespect the legends of anything? Because even like even with the rappers hip-hop. nowadays, yeah. like oh, not, uh, Tupac wasn't shit or Biggie wasn't shit. Like what is that? Because I don't remember you guys ever hating on the you know like the people that played before you. Yeah. And I will tell you, having I mean, again, I don't watch sports all the time. But back in the day when basketball was on TV, I watched because it was just entertaining yeah. to see mm-hmm. how motherfuckers was really gonna come for you. Yeah. I mean, we ain't talking about Meta World Peace, and it's crazy, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Boy, you be going to be with Dom. No, no, he's, he's, he's a friend of ours. He's been yeah, up here. Yeah, we love him. Yeah. We love yeah. him. No, he my dude, too. Yeah, but I love you him. You know what? It's just, just a different era. Mm-hmm. These these dudes just got a different era. And then you got to think about it. Their mamas is about 40, 45 years old. Mm-hmm. So these dudes Uh-oh, are like 20, out. 21. So, you know, they, 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 they grew up hanging out with their moms and pops in a way where it's a homeboy situation, mm-hmm. man. With us, man, our, pe- our parents is 80, 80, 85 years old, man. Mm-hmm. We ain't going for that shit. Right. You, know, you can get slapped, get your ass whooped. <laughs> right. Fuck with them, man. So we had to have respect. But it's like nowadays, I see... I see Dr. J, I see uh, George Gervin, it's homage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. If I'm sitting right here and he out there in that, in that lobby, I'm gonna go out there and holler at him before he holler at me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. It's just respect like that. It's mm-hmm. just that the way we was grown, we were raised. We were raised a little different mm-hmm. than what they are. And they think because they get all this money, it's all good. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm big time. You know what I'm saying? Till they, get, till they get caught messing around with Jordan Woods at a house party. <laughs> <laughs> Track Damn. Tristan. We still on your ass, nigga. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> no, so, okay, so like when people say, oh, Jordan's the best or Kobe's the best or Jordan versus Kobe, why does that even have to be a conversation? Because I feel like there's so many great players in the game of basketball. It doesn't matter who was the greatest. 
It does matter. No, I like I like I like what you're saying mm-hmm. because I say I, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It ain't no greatest to me. Mm-hmm. All of them played. They all was good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be only one Michael Jordan. It's only gonna be one Kobe Mer- uh, Bryant. We forgot. There's only one Gary Payton. There's one only Gary. one Dennis Rodman. I mean, Dennis one, Rodman too. Yeah, mm-hmm. one one Will Chamberlain. Yeah, one uh, uh, Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. It was one Larry Bird. Man, it one Magic. Man, it ain't it ain't about all of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's about. They're going to be one of the greatest basketball players to ever play. Mm-hmm. That's why they're up in that Hall of Fame thing, man. It is what it is. and we That's opinion to mm-hmm. me. It's opinion, and that's it's always going to stay opinion. So I don't I don't category or I don't I don't um, rate players. I think they're always great. Mm-hmm. Considering that you're one of the best defensive players that's ever played the game, currently, who would you say kind of gives you the, you know, when you watch them, you're like, oh, they, they, they hearken back to your time. They doing it. It's only two of the little young, young, young cats that I really, really dig. Mm-hmm. It's Beverly, who played for the Clippers right now, mm-hmm. and then uh, the boy Marcus Smart, who plays for the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Both of them got dog in them. Mm-hmm. They played it both ways to me. Mm-hmm. They don't really play both ways like I did because I can score. Mm-hmm. Them two are a little <laughs> different. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I, I don't think they can score like I used to can yeah. score. But uh, the two that can score on both ends of the floor, that way I did it was Paul George and, and Kawhi. Right. So they can do it, but the dog and the dog ones, yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's Beverly and um, Marcus Moore. And speaking of Kawhi going to the Clippers, what do you think this season's gonna look like with um, LeBron on the Lakers and Kawhi on the Clippers? Like, is it gonna? Well, it's is, brought a lot of excitement to LA yeah. for sure. Well, LA gonna be the hottest thing in, in every man because everybody's gonna be at the game. It's gonna be back to that. that that all that fame and all them, mm-hmm, all the superstars mm-hmm, they gonna be there, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you know I'm gonna be at all the games when they when them two play each other mm-hmm. because I want to see them two go against the, the other two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think the Clippers to me have the better basketball team mm-hmm. because they got a more round around the team. You know the the three with Beverly, Paul, and and Kawhi with the three guards. I don't think nobody gonna be able to fuck with them because they are gonna d de- de- a lot of people up. There was so much hype when LeBron first came to LA, and they, everybody thought he was you know gonna bring the championship back. And then him and what's the nigga with the acne's name? What was his name? <laughs> huh? The ball kid. Loren- right. Low, low, Lorenzo. Whichever one. Lonzo. He's Lonzo. He's fixed his skin, but I'm just fucking with him. He, he's like, <laughs> but but everybody was like, oh, they're gonna do this and that, and they did nothing. And the city was like wanting to like burn. I think they even spray painted over wherever LeBron was at. They were yeah. They in, were angry. In, in terms of like fan loyalty, because I think about like. Kawhi just leaving Toronto, mm-hmm. and when uh, we knew we weren't going to be able to hold no, Toronto. but when LeBron left uh, the Cavaliers, Please. people mm-hmm. were like they wanted to kill LeBron. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like, w- did people care like that back in the day? If people traded, because or did people not trade as much? Like but we that? we weren't like that. Though. You weren't like we that. didn't we didn't leave like that. Yeah. So it, it, it's a little different now. It's a show. Mm-hmm. This is a show. Because when I think of you, I think of the green jersey. Yeah, yeah. It was green. That was green and gold. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was cold. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, <laughs> no, but I remember, you know, yeah. now, like, with some of these players, I got to fucking Google shit and see what. I was what just about to ask y'all. Y'all probably can't name a couple of players on a lot of teams, huh? I can't. Yeah, I know. I, know. I can't. I know. But, but I knew where players were back then. Right, right. Yeah. So that's the difference between what's happening because most of our players on our team can make the all star team. Mm-hmm. Probably about four or five players on our team can make the all star mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Nowadays you it's only one person gonna make it on this team. So that's why they're trying to equal it out now. Mm-hmm. So cause they now it's gonna make it hard for the West because a lot of people ain't gonna make it. You know what I'm saying? Because they over here. Mm-hmm. But what what LeBron then went through First of all, the the Lakers wasn't like that in the first place. Mm-hmm. When they drafted them dudes, man, them dudes was was working the, in the makings. You know what I'm saying? And then they just gave up on them. That's it. Just like how they do the boy Russell when he went to to Brooklyn and now made the All Star team. Now he would go to state. Mm-hmm. 
their makeup, man. You know, they only go to college for one year. Mm-hmm. They really not ready. Right. The motherfuckers ain't ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They think they're ready right. because of the simple fact you getting drafted so high, but you don't know how to play basketball. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when I was coming out, I stayed in school for four years. And then I still came in my first two years, I got my ass whooped. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Mike and then was killing me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then my third year, I said, fuck that. Let me change this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let me start working out. And then I became who I was. Mm-hmm. These dudes, if you think about it, a lot of them get lost. Mm-hmm. A lot of these top players get lost. It ain't, it's only a few that's going to be good. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the way it goes. And we're seeing that in basketball now. And they just want to do that. When Damian Lillard is a rapper, did you know that? Yes, sir. That's my that's my kid. Now, don't you say nothing okay, bad about him. Now, right? Yeah, I don't care. His name Dame Dollar, man. Leave him alone now, man. No, that's no, my pop. No, no, here's what I was going to ask. my little youngster, man. So somebody said, Damian Lillard is a rapper. I said, man, give me that nigga's number. So I text him. I said, uh. Just text him out the blue. Yeah. Hey man, if you ever need help pushing your music, he was like, I don't need no help. I was like, well, Find it, nigga. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but, but you know where he's from, though, right? He's from the Bay. You got you no know, right? from Oakland. Don't say no oh, Bay. He's okay. from, from, he from Brookfield in Oakland. I man. don't want no smoke. Yeah, he, he don't need no smoke. But I, but I will say is he's extremely successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but with the with the basketball players transition over to music, did they do that back in the day? No nah, man, they we, didn't, right? I mean, no, we tried that shit in '93, man. Shaq when I tried to rap and it, we did that, but <laughs> really, <laughs> shit, that compilation, man. It was cool though, man. It's just you know, like, it's something to do, man. It was from, just if you from do. the Bay, you want to rap it, so yeah. you know. Well, I had Short helping me too, man. So it was kind of cool, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So we was trying something. That's when music started really coming to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when rap and stuff started really, really pick up in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Now we got more music and rappers coming to, to a lot of NBA things. Oh, for sure. It's 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 more of a it's more of a show now no with for them. sure yeah. with us we wasn't doing that you know what i'm saying because we had the older players john stockton carl malone mm-hmm. them type of dudes wasn't into that they mm-hmm. wasn't into that they was they wasn't into all the raps and everything man you know they might have had some country music or something who was mm-hmm. on the sacramento kings in that era uh, uh Lottie Devok, uh, your uh, friend uh, Weber, Chris Weber, Weber, Weber yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, no, not Weber, Mike, Mike Bibby, like, mm-hmm. there's Mike Weber. Bibby, Mike Bibby. I remember mm-hmm. Mike Bibby. Yeah, uh, who else? Who else? They had they had Vladi, uh, Vladi uh, Devok. Yeah, was, yeah. Who was, our gen- was the general see, manager? They, now. See, this is what I'm saying. You knew who the players were mm-hmm. based on the teams. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, especially like when the when you're the, like, which team is that motherfucker on now? He's just yeah, exactly. Can't keep track. All right, so uh, <laughs> who were we just about to talk? Oh, um, do you think Golden State could come back? Or is it over? Like they, they had a good run. They had a good run, man. It, it's one of them dynasty. dynasty. It was one of the dynasties. They won three championships out mm-hmm. of four years. That's, mm-hmm. that's good. You know, yeah. you, you try to do something with the, with the like the Bulls did. You know, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, they won three out of five championships. Mm-hmm. They went to the championship five times in a row. So mm-hmm. it's good. I think KD leaving. They he don't want to put them over the top for the last two. For sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, Clay ain't gonna get back until February. Now you got uh, uh, Curry, who's gonna play by himself, and I think Draymond is a good basketball player. You add Demar, uh, you add Russell, so we'll see. They just rebuild. They need a bench. So you're still with the NBA. You're commentating. No, I do a lot of stuff go overseas. You know, so I'm you doing gotta commentate because you know all this shit. Like you know everything. Yeah, see, but you know, I can't say the shit that I'm saying now. Why? You know, because they gonna take I'm me tired off of hearing Charles, Charles Barkley. Didn't they cancel him after the nigga said some dumb shit never, in Arkansas? Never. never Why? Yeah. Because never. he's like he just he he here. Yeah. See, and TNT will never cancel him because he real, and yeah. a lot of people like him. He don't want like why six, would, seven why, Emmys in a row. But why you wouldn't you work though? Because I'm I'm just a little different, man. I ain't I ain't that type of dude, man. I I like to get off. I like to be free and do things that I want to do, and this stuff that I'm doing now, I, I like better. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I I can go and help the kids when the NBA cares and mm-hmm. stuff like that, mm-hmm. and going around. I like doing things like that. I don't like getting in the studio all day. 
talking about some players and then if I want to say something about a player, I can't say that about a player because yeah. I'm so real. You know what I'm saying? And then they, they they really they really scared of me about doing that. You know what I'm saying? So I can't every day hear a motherfucker talk about Gary, you can't say this and that. And take this job and fuck yourself. You, you know, know who you know who he would be great with? Ooh. Gilbert Arena. I was about to say that. Yeah, well, he Gilbert. always talks shit too. I got to get on his ass in a minute. I heard he was talking about he, he did me and shit like that. I, I'm, I I ain't forgot about that. Somebody <laughs> told me about this shit. I got to hear the interview. You two together would be, oh my God, it'd be great. Yeah. Gary, question. So yes. social media, you know, is just like reign supreme. What do you think uh, life would have been like while you were in the league with social media? <laughs> no, let's be specific. Let's yeah. be specific. No, the guy with the bushy ass eyebrows, D'Angelo Russell, he had filmed uh, Nick, uh, what's Swaggy P, Swaggy who was P, up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he filmed him privately talking about cheating on his girl and put it out. So what you think I would have did to him? What you think I would have did He would have got his ass whooped. Oh, boy. I would have whooped him every time we went to practice. But would they have ever even violated that kind of brother? Like It wouldn't have been no no violation code like that, man. Yeah. So it, it's that's, what, that's so fucked up that's about this Instagram area. and Twitter shit mm-hmm. and, and all these phones, man, where these motherfuckers always putting out and they be sneaking in over here. So that's some whole shit to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, man? Why you want to do all that, man? We together every day, man. Let it go, man. If you hating on me about something, don't hate on me about nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let it go. Because I don't care what you do. You shouldn't care about what I do. I'm a grown man just like right. you are. Leave me the fuck alone. I ain't. I don't care what you do in your household. Me and you just got to play basketball. And together. why are you filming me in the locker room? I, why? Yeah, For what? I'm that's still confused That's not like some gay shit I'd be doing. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm not pointing a finger. Okay, I want to bring up something real quick. Okay, so this I'm going to say this really slow. Uh-huh. Okay, so in 2015, the assault relationship that you were charged with. Mm-hmm. Now we live in a culture where it's cancel culture. Before you're even going through the process, you were found acquitted by an all-female jury. So clearly it didn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, anything pop up on a phone or somebody say something, you your whole career is canceled. Uh, your legacy is ruined. Uh, everybody, all sponsors want to drop you. I sit on The Breakfast Club. This new Me Too shit is the new HIV. I'm not trying to bait you into saying something crazy, mm. but I'm just saying I feel like now you can throw it on anybody. You can say you can say anything, and people yeah. just automatically strip you of everything yeah. you're hard for. Mm-hmm. The fact that you went through it and were acquitted and all of that, do you look at today's culture and go, "This is some crazy shit"? Yeah, I do. And I look at the football players and how they getting in so much trouble with these women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I just think that you, you got to be You're talking careful. about Sean Merriman? Everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody who getting in trouble with this is just like we have to be careful with ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I make myself accountable mm-hmm. to, for putting myself in that situation mm-hmm. to even don't even know about the person who you're dealing with and the why type of person they happen, how, how they can be. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? If you're out there and you and you hungry for some bread and you know you didn't do nothing and women do get mad sometimes, men like men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody gets mad and then they want to get back at that person because their feelings have took taken over mm-hmm. and now it's bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just think don't put yourself in that situation. Stay out of situations like that. Now that they got these damn phones, start filming them <laughs> motherfuckers too. You know what I'm saying? Every time something happens, have a little safety thing or put a or put a um a, a mic on or something so you can hear what's really, really going on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm telling these kids, man. Don't get yourself in that situation to get mad enough to try to put your hands on somebody to even put it in that situation and know that's a camera everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know there's always going to be a camera and somewhere. And even if it's not in her hand, it's up it's there, up it's here. over there. Yeah. It's in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the government got us right yeah. now, man. You know what I'm saying? So this, don't put yourself in that situation. You know what I'm saying? And and I and I learned from that mistake in 2015 to not ever be in that situation ever But again. you could tell you learned because you said, I learned 
I learned mm -hmm. in that in situation instead of blaming and pointing fingers because mm -hmm. now it's just like somebody come out with some everybody's this person did it that person did it yeah. and I just feel like if you're trying to like protect your protect your bag mm -hmm. protect your legacy mm -hmm. like and why why put yourself in a situation yeah well whenever people see a situation like that unfold whether it's like you know a, a newbie in the, in whatever league or you know just anybody who, who's high profile a lot of questions like when it comes to like the rookie symposium does the league prepare you for the attention that you're going to get from women who may not have like the best intentions and what what does that preparation even look like who's talking what it like what's that curriculum look like I, well, i've really always wondered that. well the nba does have it as a rookie seminar mm -hmm. so they put you in in a situation where they have the security come out there they tell the security and tell you about different scenarios that didn't happen to a lot of so people all rookies go through that all rookies Rookie go symposium? through it. every oh, yeah. everybody's supposed to go through that and they give you uh, numbers to come out and say, hey, you know, call these people and, and communicate. Mm -hmm. Even they even set up people the next day. When I was in it, you get set up. They'll mm -hmm. go hire some some hookers. Oh, oh like hire some real role play type right, shit. Role play type shit. Like you go in the, and then you see you in a bar and let her go at you and see if you get caught up. You know what I'm saying? Wow. We used to have that during our day. And then all of a sudden the next day they come and say, yo, see, this is what happened. And then you feel a fool because he just told you. But you, now you got it. Yeah, you, you he just told you what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then you went right out there 30 two three four hours later and do the do the same shit mm -hmm. so it's not cool but you got to listen that's mm -hmm. what we have to do we just have to listen mm -hmm. see it's like Kyle. they need to add me to uh, the symposium i haven't <laughs> no, no, no hear me out kyle kuzma right mm -hmm. i liked him when he was in utah you know i thought he was whatever he came to la i'm like oh this is a good guy i've mm -hmm. met him around floyd oh he's a cool you know humble guy exchange information whatever and then I try to get him on my show. Mm -hmm. So he says to me, oh, I'm going to come on the show. I'm going to come. He keeps doing this. But in the same breath, it's like, you hook me up with India Love. You hook me up with India Love. I'm like, nigga, you can't get pussy on your own. <laughs> like, you come to the gay guy to get you pussy. You're fucked up. So I'm like, okay, like, nigga, like, I'm not getting you no pussy. India's not interested. I've already told her she ain't messaged you back. Stay out of DMs. Let's move on. <laughs> this nigga stopped calling me, right? So I see him at a party. I had a little bunch. To, I had a little bit to sip. But these, they don't understand I'm from Stockton. They think this is LA shit, right? You know what, hey, Gary, you know what I call him? You know what his nickname is? Scorched Earth. <laughs> So so he so yeah. he, Kyle's had a little bit too much drink and he goes, Hey man, I said, nah nigga, I didn't get you no pussy and you didn't call me. And everybody was like, No front <laughs> wet in front of mouth. Wet in front of mouth. Yeah, if you feel that way. And the girl and I said, and the girl he had fucked was standing right there. I said, and y'all fuck, and you trying to holler at me, tell her that you was trying to get me to get you some pussy from Damn. India Love. Damn. I blew up all this shit. You blew up everything. Then his his publicist stood up, she said, excuse me. See, this is where the symposium comes in, right? She says, excuse me. I said, if you don't you just took a picture of me five minutes ago as a fan now you're his protector this nigga ain't getting no pussy you ain't getting no more photos fuck all of you and have a good night <laughs> yeah that was a that was a fun you went at his dome huh? yeah right yeah, there yeah, yeah yeah and his homeboys they started like you know trying to stand around him. i said first of all y'all niggas hit me i'm gonna be on some y'all be the gay nigga type shit when i leave here <laughs> fuck nba cares it'll care all right bitch i'll be on instagram anyway i digress speaking, the symposium is important yeah let's yeah let's anyway speaking of shit talking bring it back to you why you don't never have gary co-host when i'm gone you need an edge For, I, oakland california we need to always have a, okay so listen uh the invitation <laughs> we gotta always have a bay the uh, always all y'all gotta do is call me it's the all invitation good. is now extended gary oh, okay. so you are more than welcome anytime this one's out of town <laughs> all right yes you could <laughs> sure. you could sit first chair and just be as reckless as you fucking want to be um, For sure. <laughs> but you are pro one of the most prodigious sh you know shit talkers in the league so is Michael Jordan. 
who's Did, better. Was Michael Jordan a shit talker? Oh my god. Wait, was Michael Jordan a shit talker? He was kinda. Kinda, <laughs> man. I mean, shit, Reggie was cold. But the, the coldest <laughs> motherfucker was Larry Bird. Fuck everybody. Really? No. Larry Bird was a shit. The white boy? What? Okay, so you have to <laughs> give us you a what snapshot. He, tell you what he, where he gonna shoot it in your mouth and tell you I got a Christmas present for your ass. <laughs> Not while you're playing. While you playing. He'll say, I'll shoot this motherfucker right here from the three and it's gonna be all net and I'm gonna look around and slap you on your ass and say, I told you, Rook. He'll do some <laughs> shit like that. Bro. Now, he was cold. Now. <laughs> now he was cold. And he can do the shit, though. That was the cold thing about no, he was great. Okay, but wasn't there like different degrees of shit talking? There was, you know, shit talking about you know your ability on the court but then didn't the shit talking get real dirty like in terms of like you know like women. Derek Fisher coming to your house while you're away uh. you know <laughs> something yeah. like that I fuck with Matt Barnes man I fuck with Matt Barnes that's my partner too I fuck with Matt Barnes don't fuck my partners man but Derek Fisher's about to get that okay. work <laughs> okay so hold on so Damn. so wait isn't the, isn't what Derek Fisher kind of sort of did a violation in I, terms I'm not, of I'm not no. that's his friend I play the fifth <laughs> Hey, Nick they, Cannon they, Them two They worked it out Shit it's all good That Nick Cannon shit I played the field yeah, I, ain't, I ain't on that I don't know what happened Shit I don't know Guess what everybody It's time for another Hollywood hookup Oh my god I'm so excited Okay so guess what I love most about coming To this new studio Besides the views I'm not a genius Why don't you tell me I love The perks Of all the snacks Outside And like you know The sparkling Grapefruit essence water it's really freaking dope okay? real valley girlish isn't it well i mean i like it i don't know but while it's really nice to have like a handful of trail mix and some water that tastes like pomplamoose oh my god <laughs> that's not <laughs> enough to subsist on and neither is your workplace life insurance this is where policy genius comes in mm-hmm mm to Mr. CEO, this okay. is directed to you. Tell okay. me about it. Policy Genius is the easy way to shop for life insurance online. In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find the right amount of coverage at the best possible price. We're all trying to save some money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the Policy Genius team can look at your workplace life insurance policy and help you decide what else you might need and what you don't. Uh, and Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy, they can also help you find the right home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. Nice. So it's like a one-stop shop, pretty much. I wish I'd had this during my accident, so you know I could have collected a coin, but it didn't happen. <laughs> I didn't know about Policy Genius. But now you do. Now I do. So remember, workplace life insurance policies are like workplace snacks. Better than nothing, but not quite enough. Head to PolicyGenius.com today and find out how to supplement your workplace life insurance and better protect your family. Policy Genius, it's like a buffet made of life insurance. Man, you should read their ads for them. And what could be more delicious than that? And that is your Hollywood hookup. Okay, so, but no, the degrees of shit talking, like, in terms of, you know, like, what was the dirtiest thing? Like, come on, you got to tell us what's, like, one of the dirtiest things you've ever heard a player say to another one that just threw him off his game on the court. I wasn't really fucking with none of them, man, because I was always talking shit to them. You know, I talk about their mama. I talk about On the court, really? About their girlfriend. I wouldn't give a fuck. If somebody talking about they fuck my group, my wife, who gives a fuck? Wait, but are they saying all that while you guys are playing? Yeah, man. You never see them just talking on the court? I'm with your wife last night, nigga. What's up? Yeah. I was with yours too, nigga. What was up, nigga? While you was hitting her, I was hitting yours. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I got to go back at you, man. I ain't tripping off all that. I think they should mic the players. 
Oh, that they'll lose be... TV ratings. Ooh. They'll lose it. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody fucking with that. They'd be all bad. You know what I'm saying? No. Maybe not ratings, but they lose his advertisers. Right now, right now, in our era, they'd have lost all TV deals. <laughs> Especially big like me. Shit, I would have been on somebody some shit. What? Every word, cuss word. You know what I'm saying? What? Nah. So, so the pay, the Gary Payton Foundation, do you still do that now? I do. Okay, so t- just tell if you could say a little bit about what that foundation does. Well, the foundation is basically about mo- more than kids. Mm-hmm. I want to have more a lot of kids come out of Oakland, California, out of the neighborhoods who don't have an opportunity to go to college. Mm-hmm. They have these 4.0s and things like that, and then they don't have no money to go there if they don't get a scholarship. Mm-hmm. So I'm the kind, I'm the guy to come in and save. I'm, I'm Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. I want to give them money to start everything off, and then I want Yale, I want Harvard them to see what they got. And then when they go and apply for it, they don't have to be like, man, I ain't got my first first year's tuition. <laughs> so if we give them the first year tuition, then they go up in there and then they get scholarships and show them in the education why now I can get some help. Mm-hmm. I can get some funding. Mm-hmm. And then next year, we're going to try to do the same thing. And I try to bring everybody out. We got a thing in Oakland, California called the SB Awards too now for all kids coming out of the neighborhood. And we and see, you do that? And I do it. We yeah. should invite us up. Let yeah, us we're going to invite you up. We, we just had it about um, two months ago. Nice. And we give 10 kids $10,000 a piece, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, oh. to start their stuff off. And we we try to make it where we get them an opportunity to get out of Oakland, man. You got to get out of Oakland, man. And, I'm, pe- I'm with and it. people don't understand. I, I look at my Facebook sometimes, all the people back home in Stockton talking about Stockton, Stockton, Stockton. It's just like if you just take one trip, just mm-hmm. one trip and save mm-hmm. up a couple yeah. months pay to yeah. pay your rent and get around – find you a job once you get out you're gonna get so inspired mm-hmm. right and that's what i want these kids to do because they see the same thing mm-hmm. they see just oakland man i say let's go see the world man let's go to italy let's go to rome let's go go to milan and stuff like that man and, and see what you can do you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and see your world out there man that that's gonna be something for you even go see go fucking visit idaho or some shit yeah. man do anything but you got to get them out of that realm of stop trying to say i'm going back to oakland where that's it you mm-hmm. know and be on the corner because when you go to the corner liquor store you're gonna see that same dude yep. you're gonna see that same dude being there 10 years later yep. and then he gonna be doing the same thing you know what i'm saying so we got to try to pick these kids up who got a lot of talent and i want them to get out there and show that they got talent. but even the work you're doing to re like to build safe parks i mean people don't mm-hmm. really think about you know oakland it, i mean back in the days we somebody i mean probably still today drive-by shootings stockton drive-by shootings i got shot in drive-by yeah. shooting. i mean you just know like people so much violence and a kid who doesn't have a safe place to play mm-hmm. how do you where do you get out that energy sitting at home on the fucking playstation that's why half these kids are not as uh productive as we right. were back in the day because we just have to go outside and stay out yeah good good for you to say that because i'm i'm, I'm trying to get a uh, a charter school start mm-hmm. and a charter school is for for kids just like that so they're scared to go around in the neighborhoods after they get out of school walk through the neighborhood or catch the bus through there and then all of a sudden what they got they got something that, hey, man, go take this for me and do this real quick, and then they in trouble. I want buses and stuff <laughs> to bus them to somewhere to my school and then give them, like, arts and craft, uh, learning how to uh, do a keyboard, uh, dancing, you know what I'm saying, uh, painting and that stuff like that. Whatever you want to do, you want to be swimming and do all that stuff, we want them to do that and then get out of the neighborhood and then bust them back to the crib mm-hmm. so they ain't got to be worried about all of that stuff, man. And that's what we're trying to get these kids to get in their mind. There's two people I want. I have. I can introduce you. One, Marshall Tuck. He ran for the. You know Marshall Tuck. Yeah. So him, he's really 
active in charter schools. And there's another woman, I have to go back and get her name, but I have her information. She's connected to all of the big like oil funders mm-hmm. who fund ch- yeah. charter schools. Mm-hmm. Because well, hook people, that up, Dean, you know, man. I'll I, I make that connection. <laughs> yeah, hook that up. Because I did this uh, before, you know, Hollywood Unlocked. I worked in a nonprofit helping like parents, mm-hmm. black and brown parents advocate for ed reform. And I would go into these schools and look at just the disparity in black communities of kids who have access to uh, tablets or utensils or just teachers. You know, the mm-hmm. classrooms were over uh, overpacked. So, I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff in there. I can connect with those Appreciate people. you. Yeah. We appreciate it a lot. Were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say, um, like, you talk a lot about Stockton. I've driven through. Um, so <laughs> it's true, but, but, but I mean, you th- you meet from Stockton here from Oakland, it's still home. Yeah, no, like, you know, you still have a love for it because you you want your community, especially those communities, you want them to be better. No, right. totally understand. Like you know, for somebody coming from Toronto, Canada, you know, what I'm saying like who's only heard the stories of like the Oakland Raiders and just you know, like we only hear the peripheral kind of conversation. What was it actually like growing up in Oakland, and why? would you say that you became like a success story versus 10,000 other versions of yourself? And were you in Oakland or Piedmont? I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out, assuming I'm Piedmont, Piedmont is a suburb. Piedmont, yeah. yeah, Piedmont was a place where we go and beat up on people's ass <laughs> in basketball. That's what it is. And then they had to kick us out with the police. But no, in the 80s, it was a little different. You mm-hmm. remember, that's when crack and stuff started coming out. Mm-hmm. Dope dealers and dope was really big in that time. Mm-hmm. So me growing up in that era and my, my father, I had a father that was really, really beside me, mm-hmm. on my side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he guided me. Mm-hmm. So I, I went through the situations. I could have did a lot of different stuff. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite, my, one of my best partners is just got out of jail for 28 years. Mm-hmm. 28 years in jail for doing things. And he's now out. And I'm helping him do the, the, the do the most. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm about to see him in a, in a couple of hours. You know, mm-hmm. he's flying in um, in a minute. So I'm, I'm, you know, me personally, you have to have the mindset to want to get out of there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what you have to do. You have to have the mindset to do that because you want to be having be that person who you want to get the other people out of mm-hmm. there, get the other guys out of there, mm-hmm. man. So you know, me raising Jason Kidd, me raising J.R. Ryder, me raising and, and me and Ant, uh, Antonio Davis growing up together. You know what I'm saying? You got to get dudes out of here that's coming from Oakland and say, man, look, you ain't got to be an NBA basketball player. Mm-hmm. You can be a lawyer, you can doctor, a teacher, you can be a anything you know, or a judge to make a difference. Mm-hmm. But what we want you to do is be what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. I want you to be here in 10 years and tell the other kid generations that's mm-hmm. coming out of Oakland, man, well, you can make it out of here. Mm-hmm. That's all we need to do. You know, we need people like that because I didn't have a Gary Payton coming up in mm-hmm. the 80s. Mm-hmm. I had an Al Payton, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That was my daddy. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have nobody come up in there and give us a guidance to say, hey, you can make it and do this. So that's what I'm here for, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and, and that's why my career is steadily going great mm-hmm. is because that's what I think I'm on this earth for. God gave me basketball. And basketball now gave me Gary Payton this love of life. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah, and I mean, and I mean, I feel like kids nowadays because, especially because of social media, they look at like what people have and say, "I want that now." I don't understand mm-hmm. Instant like gratification. S- slow success is the staying success. Yeah. Like right. you're not that overnight shit. Yeah, that once that wave is gone, now you're done. Now what? Now you over at Krispy Kreme fucking Dunkin' Donuts. One night to- hit, one one hit wonder. So you know what I'm saying? so how do you? So like, what advice do you give to like the? Do players come to you for advice and say, like, how do I have staying power, not just as a player, but as an entrepreneur? Well, you know what? I got one guy that, that I really respect, uh, Steven Jackson. Mm. Steven Jackson mm-hmm. is one of the coolest dudes, young guys that I've always been around. And he, he called me unk. He called me OG. Mm-hmm. And 
he is just so down to earth. You know what I'm saying? Him and, you know, Metal World Peace and mm -hmm. them, you know, and they was on the same team and did all that stuff. He is one guy that he comes he comes from the streets too, but he is not bigger than his what he what he's known and seen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like these other kids is he'll come back and actual stuff. He called me on the phone. Uh, the best thing that happened to me, my birthday was uh, Tuesday, mm -hmm. and he called me and was like, oh, gee, man, I can't go through the Wait, day. Wait, you're well. a Leo? Yeah, I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo, too. Yeah, I started, I I started this shit. The, like the first day other. I started this shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Start through me. You know what I'm saying? The 23rd. So, you know, these dudes, man, like that, man, it's just it's just something good, man, that I have youngsters that come back and holler at me. And when I got youngsters that come back and holler at me, that make me feel good because I give them the right the right guidance to do things, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'm not against nobody. You, I'm not against nobody. Mm -hmm. You made this money, man. I just came in an earlier age. Mm -hmm. I could slap my mama for that shit, mm -hmm. man, because I should have told her to have me long, later in life. Yeah. But it ain't didn't happen that way. Yeah. So I'm not mad about you getting no money. I don't care about none of that. Mm -hmm. It's just that I got to direct it. And when you ask me something, I'm going to help you. Because you're a black young man that need to get a guidance and you want to have a guidance because you grew up watching me. Mm. And I and I appreciate that. So Dwight Howard called me and asked me for advice on dealing with this whole transsexual thing. And clearly he didn't he, listen. Oh, my God. He, he did. <laughs> Dwight, oh, got, my God. I got the... We talked. You, okay. I tried to help him. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, from yeah. a gay nigga's perspective, you better fix that shit. <laughs> okay. Do you think... <laughs> Man, I need security. I swear. <laughs> do you do you think that there will ever be an openly gay successful star basketball player? Yeah, I do. I think so. You remember? You remember Collins came out, one of the twins from Stanford. Really? In the, in the NBA? Yeah. Really? He didn't came out. Yeah. Wait, you he, remember? He he's came still out. there though, or no? No, he's a coach now. Okay. Yeah, he's coaching, and his brother. He's got his twin brother. He came out first. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's a good thing, man. We we, we can't say nothing about that. Mm -hmm. If if that's how you, if that's what your life that you choose, then choose it. You know, mm -hmm. we shouldn't be against you on anything. But how would things? You know how would things work in the locker room? You know, wouldn't wouldn't there There's be gay niggas in there now? I, mean, I listen. I'm saying, wouldn't there be like a sense of ostracism, like real but, talk? But that's 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 you being insecure about shit. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not I, insecure. I, I get it. I'm not insecure about mm -hmm. nothing. You know, if you want to be over here and you want to do whatever you want to do, as long as you don't approach me with the situation, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know I'm not on that, so don't approach me. So you can be over there. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not scared of you being in in the locker room with me. Mm -hmm. I want to holler at you anyway. You the homeboy because we on the same basketball team. team. We mm -hmm. still playing together. We mm -hmm. still doing the thing. But if you choose your life the way you want to choose it, then that's the way you choose it. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna judge you on anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know that. I don't want to go that route, so mm -hmm. don't try to play that route. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Stay in your means, and I stay in mine, and we still going to be partners. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't care about that. You could be in the locker room with me and whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Bring whatever you want to bring in there. I'm going to holler you doing whatever, whatever, and we're going to mosey on about our business. Mm -hmm. That just reminds me of back in the day when Carl Malone, remember when he the way he responded to Magic? Magic. You mm -hmm. know, that was like a lack of knowledge or yeah. comfortability. Mm -hmm. I always say... If a person is straight, you don't care. You ain't even thinking about what somebody mm -hmm. else is doing. Mm -hmm. You know when it's when it's when it crossed the line, then you deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, there was something else I wanted to ask. But you know he was scared. We didn't know nothing oh, about boy. HIV then. Was that yeah. crazy? Yeah. That was just a scare yeah. thing because everybody didn't know what was happening. They just thought if you get cut and it get on you, you yeah, don't yeah. get it. So yeah. you know it wasn't even about that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I think Carl just took it to a point where mm -hmm. he didn't know 
all the research about it. Mm -hmm. Now that we know when well, he said he was honest about how he truly felt. Too. Yeah, yeah, and he was mm -hmm. honest. And but that's him too. You know, me and him is like this. Mm -hmm. You know, we came to the Lakers together mm -hmm. and we planned that. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? In our later part of our career. And he like a brother, he like a big, big brother to me. Mm -hmm. So he was all he came out and said, Man, I just didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wish I would have did it in a in a different manner now mm -hmm. because it's a simple fact. But he's a real dude. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's a real dude. You've been active in um fundraising endeavors for HIV awareness. You know, so, you know, like, is it because it closely, it hit close to home, like in terms of family members or friends or just, you know, a sense of responsibility to, to the community? Well, like, well my, my cousin died from, from AIDS. Okay. So that was, it was really close. My, my, my first cousin mm -hmm. died from AIDS. And this was before that we even really knew anything about AIDS and how we can deal with the situation. Mm -hmm. I watched my cousin dwindle from... 200 pounds to almost 60 pounds you wow. know what i'm saying and that's a crazy situation to see mm -hmm, you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying so and you know he was openly gay mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it, it doesn't matter to me it's just that we have to teach them how to be safe mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying especially when you're out in them streets and you fool around and get a needle and you do some other stuff and, and you're not having safe sex and you're not doing that mm -hmm. it's a, it's a problem mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and it was a big problem for me to lose my cousin that way mm -hmm. and and then i just thought about it i said we got to make it aware to people what's going on mm -hmm. yeah you, you you choose your life good but be safe you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying don't hurt nobody else with the situation mm -hmm. and that's what happened to my cousin he yeah. got hurt with the situation and i just wanted to make it aware mm -hmm. i want to make people aware of what's going on you mm -hmm. know that that was just it so mm -hmm. now clearly you think about your legacy because all the philanthropy and uh, the stuff with hiv aids mm -hmm. so now cbd here comes can this, of sports is, is this um uh, is this this is all entrepreneurial yeah right? right okay so there's no like philanthropic component to it no well you know what i'm doing is is, is basically again for my mom my mm -hmm. mom is really ailing from um diabetes right now and a mm -hmm. lot of a lot of a lot of things mm -hmm. she's hurting mm -hmm. so I, I i'm going through oils mm -hmm. i'm going through bomb baths i'm going through patches that we can put on her and she can wake up in the morning and try to walk and, and feel good mm -hmm. yeah and i want to go natural mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying my mom has been taking medicine for a long period of time mm -hmm. and what is it doing okay you say you're going to take medicine for uh, diabetes so that's going to take that's going to um, um, be for the diabetes it's, but yeah. it's not it's, it's hurting me on my liver mm -hmm. it's hurting me on my kidneys it's making my blood pressure go up man we, we then we got to start taking medicine with everything it's mm -hmm. sustaining then, a poor quality of there, life there it is yeah. and it's not natural mm -hmm. so yeah. we want people to be on natural and feel good hot if you read about a lot of stuff if you change your diet, mm -hmm. if you do a lot of other different stuff, stuff can change. Mm -hmm. People say I have, they said I had high blood pressure. Okay, cool. Yeah, it running your family. All right, so let me just stop the eating, eating this stuff. Let me stop doing different stuff. Mm -hmm. And once I stop doing it, my blood pressure goes down. Mm -hmm. yeah. We have to just be aware of a lot of stuff and stay with natural. Stop just thinking because we're going to the hospital and they got to give you a pill. And, and that's it. That's how they keep getting their money. Yeah. <laughs> they, they need to give you a medicine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you because now, I mean, now you become dependent on right, it. Right, and you dependent on it and getting your system, then it's, it's all bad then. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to do that, and that's what I'm, I'm doing, you know. But it's starting to be legal here in this world. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's a thing that I'm trying to help. Mm-hmm. 
help people, mm-hmm. and then it's a pleasure for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's both for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can do a pleasure, but I'm, my mindset is really into the medical. Mm-hmm. But people know that I don't really mess with with yeah. stuff the way they like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make, make mess with it as helping other people. Mm-hmm. I want to see your grandmother if you if your grandma is here or whatever, mm-hmm. and if she's ailing. I want you to say, man, let's go get Gary Payton stuff, man, mm-hmm. because we got a good result from it, and she can get up. She can eat. If she's not eating one day, you know what I'm saying? I got I got stuff for that that you rub on your thing and make them make her hungry. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So that's what we're trying to do. CBD right was like a huge part of my recovery after mm-hmm. my car accident. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I was in the hospital, they gave me. I understand the opioid, you know, epidemic after I was in the hospital and got the drugs, you know, for my pain. Um, I understand the addiction and I did not want any parts of it, mm-hmm. you know. So CBD was what I used in order to help alleviate the pain I was going through you know, during the last, you know, the first few months of my recovery. So, I mean, I'm, I totally, you know, I'm on the same wave as you in terms of, you know, wanting to be a lot more holistic, especially the older that you get, Right. you know, you want to maintain in order to have like a long, healthy life. Um, and by the way, your son, how, how's he doing? Cause his, his, your son was also in a car yeah, accident. Yeah, he was in a car accident, a major mm-hmm. car accident. And I'm, I'm going to see him to today, matter of fact, too, again. So it, it's like when you, when you get, into that situation and you have a, a, a tragic like that is and and now my son is, is on the stuff too and he's feeling a lot better mm-hmm. he had his he had his leg shattered mm-hmm. uh he had his uh his whole arm and wrist shattered uh, broke his nose and everything head on collision head on collision yeah. and this is by the grace of god that he he, he survived it you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and, and that's good and that's my youngest son you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying he just turning 21 and his life just starting and Damn. it could have it could have been gone just like that and he's taking the stuff now, and it, and it's not all the medicine stuff. You know what I'm saying? He's got to get back to bending his legs. He's got to get back to doing it. And he, and he ended his basketball career. You know what wow. I'm saying? So at the age of 21, and that hurt me a lot. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because he was really good. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I go through the situations, and when I see this, and, and God give me a light to see it, I gotta help. Mm-hmm. I gotta give something. I gotta give something back to people that need to need to see it and mm-hmm. need to hear it, and and that's what it is. And it was a good thing for my son to get in there. I'm not saying it's good. I'm happy that my son is here live, mm-hmm. but it's still making me give back more. I yeah. just want to give back more. I mean, the CBD, I mean, industry right now, and even just marijuana. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not in it. I want to figure out how to get it because <laughs> everybody keeps saying like it's the it's gonna be the bigger boom than the internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and you yeah. can feel it coming too. You know, so I mean, that's that's great. Yeah. So outside of everything else you're doing you're not gonna go why don't you start a podcast people would listen to you (laughs) no seriously because like 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 so we created this show to like just say whatever the fuck we want because people would not put me anywhere to let me say anything (laughs) you like me they don't want to put me no damn way so you create your own you create a podcast i'm telling you that shit people would i would listen to it just to hear all the crazy shit and Uh you and gilbert arenas y'all would be crazy Mm -hmm. so we got a call we got i'm gonna call him up and see we'll see if we meet him The Gilbert and G. Yeah, because the last show. time I saw him at your when you lived up in the hills, he brought mm-hmm. you that big ass bag of weed. It was like yes, big as half of that table. He brought me like two pounds. Well, he's in a big three with us now. Nice. Know, he plays in a big mm-hmm. three, so he's a, you know he's doing well, and he's in that cannabis sport, uh, cannabis business too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, a coach yeah. in the big three. Yeah, I'm oh, the coach. Okay, I'm okay. the coach yeah. in the big three. Yeah. What, what's uh what's the guy's name that? Oh boy, I know Ice Cube was in it, but uh, who's Ice Cube started it. Who's the guy that used to be at the Basketball Players Association? Who? Uh, Oh, oh, um, you know what I'm talking about? Who, Clyde Drexler? No, I can't oh. remember his name. I'll think about it when I get off and I'll tell we, you. They didn't fire him. 
They did? Yeah, they fired. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> they, they fired him. Well, look, Gary, it was, great having you, it was great having you on the show. <laughs> That's a fire thing. That's fire. Gone. Long gone. My bad. Long gone. <laughs> oh, wait, Gary, are you on social media? Uh, yeah, I am. Do you want anybody to know about your social media pages? Uh, y'all just look me up, GP, man. <laughs> I, 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 I'm an old school dude, man. But I, you're I, launching Canna Sports, but so he, you're well, gonna that's, have that's to what be, they do. He that's, can create Canna Sport. He yeah. can create the Canna Sports stuff and let it all go there. Okay. Yeah, but my PR, my PR people got that yeah. really, really down. Okay. I'm not even a dude that taking this camera out and doing this and all that stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm an old school dude, man. I, I, I don't want to know. I don't want you to know where I'm at. <laughs> you know you. We you can hear me on no, TV. No, no, you can hear me on radio right now. Y'all don't know what what address I am because I might go out and something might be waiting for me, man. I don't know what's happening. So you, you know and D'Angelo ain't never hanging out. Uh, man, I, I I can't do that. I'm, I'm I'm a little bit too old, man. Like, we were just know. at the Sports Spectacular, and I was like, Gary, let's take a boomerang. He's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, she gonna talk about let's take a boomerang. I said, what the hell is a boomerang? Well, she says she wants a man who ain't on social media. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't believe that. You know, I, I like. You found him? <laughs> Have you found him? No, because he ain't on social media. <laughs> fuck right, you well, and fuck you. Well, listen, okay. you definitely have to come back up here. I appreciate you. Good, good to meet you, man. Good, thank you, man. It's always a pleasure. Yes. Anytime, anytime. No, sure. And we will anytime. be at the launch party tomorrow. I know Flesh I will show. with my girls. So. Flesh show. I'll come. Yeah, I'll be there. You there? I'll come. Yeah, I know okay, good, good. You, know I'm you send me the information. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'll get you before you leave. Okay, man. cool. It's all good. All right, cool. Well, uh, now we. I guess we out of here. Peace. Nice. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Later. <laughs>